Blog Talk Radio. I got kicked off. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Hi. Okay, it's working. All right. Hi. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Kelsey Pete. Ready to Unload with the that's in my head. Let's do it. Come on. And like a page, like you need to write that down. Like a page, I need to write that down. Like a page, I need to write that down. Like a page, I need to write that down. Let's see if Cal's mic is working. Cal, is your mic working, Cal? Of course not. Hello, and welcome to Comedy of Errors. Brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, screwing up our live broadcast for six years now. Is it the Blog Talk Radio or is it the Skypey thing that they do? It's not the Skypey thing. It's Blog Talk Radio. There's no All good right. reason why A, my microphone didn't work. B, sure Cal's didn't. microphone's not working. I did the whole intro. I'm going to have to fix that in post. I'll fix it in post. We're going to fix everything in post. Hey, the music cues work like a charm until they kick me off. Jerry, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> Is that a thing? Uh, that's not a thing. Um, so Cal should probably call back into the show. Yeah, Cal, go away. Come back. Right. He did. He listened to me. Um, so this is episode number 266 of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk podcast, uh, podcast, coming to you live from Comac, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and Newtown, Pennsylvania. It is Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. It's 10 p.m. high. It's actually 10.06. Took us five minutes to get that figured out. We are going to talk about New York sports. Uh, not a big deal. A lot going on. Baseball has started. Hockey is ending. Football is never ending. So we're going to talk about all that jazz. As soon as my partner, Brian Calneva Carpino Caliente, joins us. Um, yeah. And uh, the format of the podcast, we've been doing it for a very long time, about seven years, seven plus, uh, seven and a half, if you will. Uh, you might. Is that true? Um, December 9th, 2009. Does this show predate, like, The Nerdist and some of the other big ones? I don't think so, but it's right along those. I mean, we talked about this, right? Marin starts in like August of 2009, right? I know. Yeah, well, I know Marin came first, but no, I, I look. I mean, we were around very early, but we weren't trying to do a podcast, just like nobody was trying to do a podcast because nobody knew what they were. We were trying to do like a live online radio show. Um. And it, it evolved we would just into plug things into computers and see what happens. Basically. I mean, we've been on Blog Talk Radio since August of 2010. That's almost seven years. Um, we were doing like a live internet stream when we first got started um, that I think maybe seven people could listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it, they're it, all it, here tonight. It, we sort of lucked out in the sense that I started listening to WTF. And then listening to Bill Simmons shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this thing, podcasts are cool. Um, and so we kind of became that by accident. Um, but anyway, we've been doing it for a long time. It's very simple. 
the, the format is very simple. We, we talk about New York sports and a lot of other stuff. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> you have a message. Uh, Thank and you. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's not religion. It's not politics. It shouldn't be uh, uh, sort of uh, – we do it without the uh, know-it-all tea, know-it-allness, the douchebaggery, if you will. Uh, of current sports talk right now because all these guys on on uh, the radio uh, and for a long time kind of know it all or they play like the woe is me card we don't usually play the woe is me card and we could because we're Mets Jets and Islanders fans we could yeah but we don't do it's it. all the enthusiasm none of the omniscience <laughs> that's right none of the uh, none of the jerk store worst you know? and we make we make really a lot of like 80s and 90s references really dated. Really dated. Super dated. <laughs> Cal. Cal. makes the show. Yeah. Uh, and then, Cal. of course, you're here, PJ, to provide uh, – that's the co-host. He's coming in a second. Um, you're here, PJ, to provide the uh, – That's your hard 15. You hard like 15. That. Oh, God. We'll, we'll explain what the hard 15 is a little later. Uh, but you provide – you provide that sort of thing. And we're like tonight, for example, we're going to talk about the rock and roll hall of fame. We have to. What? Yeah. We're, you didn't, you didn't get the, uh, the memo. Did you check your RTU inbox down in the office? No. Oh, come I, on. I got, I got 16 things on the list here. All right. I got to go. Uh, who's in the, who's in the hall of fame. There is one. Who's getting in the hall of fame tomorrow night. The big one, yeah. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Uh, no. Don't do that. No, that don't would be that would mean that. that would mean twenty five years has passed. That's correct. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's. And Journey is getting in, but uh, Steve Perry is not singing. The mm. replacement guy is singing. Mmm. Yes. So, well, so right. go go read go read up on that. The juices are flowing. And now you have sixteen. Now you have seventeen things to talk about. How are you, by the way, buddy? Because we lost we lost Cal again. So how are you? I am I'm great. I am two boxes of raisins. Um, two boxes of raisins got, tonight. You, are you depressed? I like to start. I like to start the show with uh, a layout of some snacks. And I already went through the the biscotti. Um, right. I had almond cranberry biscotti. Uh, you say it the proper way. Biscotti. Yeah, please. Just go get the giada. Get all giada on it. Biscotti. And, and I got one box of plain raisins and one block one box of uh, chocolate yogurt raisins. So. Uh, Did you go? Do you go small boxes here or medium size, like the little baby boxes? They fill your hand. Just the one box. You can wrap your hand around the box. It's not like the little little box that you can throw into like Halloween bags. That I give the right. It was always the worst Halloween gift ever. My mother gave those. Right, the worst trick or treat ever was the the little the little box of uh, what do you call it? California raisins or whatever the sun made or whatever. My mom gave out sun-made raisins in the baby box. Oh, no. And in the 70s, she would wrap up pennies and nickels in tinfoil. Oh, come on. And drop them in the – she's old school. She did not. You're making that up. It's no school like the old school. 
You're making your mother into a ridiculous cliche. There's no way she gave pennies and nickels. She did. She in, didn't. In tin foil. She, she didn't want to give out just uh, sugar. And, and my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law always uh, gives out and always did. Um, she gives out Whiskey. a pre-packed Ziploc bag with her name in it. Oh, shut up. So that, yes. What so does that, that even mean? <laughs> well, she she wants to be, I guess, uh, trusted. And does she? Wait, wait. Does she, and I, I think she wants feedback. The bad, <laughs> feedback is encouraged, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's you always, great. Yeah, every kid. In Annadale, Staten Island, got uh, had a had a little baggie inside, and inside it said Linda. <laughs> so you knew you could draw a direct line to the Mister Mister or uh, the Clark Bar that you got right to right. Linda. Right. Oh, that's funny. My mother did not include the name or the address because she didn't want kids no. whipping pennies back at the house. Exactly, or throwing raisins, like making it right. rain raisins. Here's your raisins. <laughs> What How about a, some Hershey's miniatures, lady? Jeez. <laughs> mix mix in a Hershey's miniature, lady. We're back on candy. Um, I didn't mean I didn't mean to go there. I just meant to say I have a I have a lot of raisins. That's all I'm saying. We're talking a lot of raisins. Tonight's tonight's ra- and uh, some excellent tea. So tonight's show is excellent tea. Please uh, please define excellent tea, please. Uh, it's uh, mandarin and honeybush tea with um, local clover honey, honey from um, Jackson, New Jersey. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Boy, your your honey has has a pretension about it that's stuff to take. It's delicious. Your honey, your your honey voted for for Sanders a lot, didn't it? <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. No politics, no. No politics, politics. but I, I had to, probably voted for Nader while I was at it. <laughs> it's uh, so your your honey is uh, my honey is Green Party. It's true. Yeah, it's it's hipster honey, is it not? Right. It's got like a, a handlebar mustache, and it dry, you know, rides a Schwinn, and like totally unironically, like a vintage Schwinn, a Schwinn, not like a yeah. you know, like a yeah. mountain. Did you bike, hear about like the? A, you hear about the perfectly filthy joke that Kurt Russell made this morning on the Today Show about his handlebar mustache? No, but I want oh, to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't repeat it on the show. Uh, it made Savannah blush, and you'll find it on Google if you look for it. Fantastic. You can't repeat it on a family program? <laughs> no, I would not. He well, apologized. Guess, 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 who did he apologize to? Savannah for making her blush? Savannah for making her blush. Fail. That's fair. Well, I have good news, Peach. I have really good news. The long flowing road. Oh. Co-host of the program. The guy who's got his name in the title first. Direct from an engagement in Reno, Nevada. I was not expecting the color guard. No one expects the color guard or the Spanish Inquisition. It is Mr. Brian Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi, Steve. Okay, great. 
Your theory are great. So, uh, guess how many minutes it took us to get everybody here? That's your hard 15! <laughs> hard 15! That took, took 15 minutes on the, on the nose to, to get everybody here. Um, hi, Bri. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Are you uh, uh, all fired up to talk about – PJ and I just vamped for 13 minutes because it took that long for me to get my microphone to work. Um, uh, so uh, we're ready to talk about New York sports. Do you want to talk about uh, anything else? No, that sounds like a good plan. Okay. You want to go right to New York sports? You want to say hi to PJ? You remember PJ? Who? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who's that now? <laughs> That's your – Hard 15. Hard oh, that guy. 15. Are we going to do the hard 15 in like a bunch of different celebrity voices now? <laughs> so like we'll, have, we'll have special guests doing the hard 15. That's your hard 15. Hard 15. That's a hard 15. Hard 15. I don't know why it's a hard 15, but it is. Tonight's hard 15 is brought to you by Budweiser. Um, Cal, you are, you are, we just uh, got the FaceTime hooked up. You are messed up, kid. Well, I've got a shirt on and a hat, so. Right. So that's all I can see. I don't know if you're wearing mess sweatpants. You might be. Yeah, I've got, I've got uniform pants on, actually. <laughs> I'm wearing, I'm wearing, wearing the home white. Stirrups? <laughs> I got stirrups. Yeah. I'm, I'm all You got sandies on? Yep. Got yep. it all. Well, I mean, my, my view of you right now is very mess right now. Very mess. That's not a real thing, right? The full nine. It's it's the whole nine. <laughs> That's not a thing at all. The full nine. Oh. I got to yep, work on that. Got it. The back nine. Yep. The whole thing. The whole, the whole kit and caboodle. That's not a thing either, right? No, but you can make it one. A full nine. Uh, how are you, buddy? Good, good. And you? How are you? You're I'm all great. jetted up today. I'm not jet. I'm wearing a Jets hat because it was convenient. Because right now we are in the weeds here, buddy. We are in the weeds. Okay. Right? The wife, I don't know what that the means. Wife is, but... The wife is away, and it's just me and the boys solo, baby. Oh, so. yeah, that's right. So any hat in a storm right now. I'm just Three happy bachelors that alone in the house. What could go wrong? Wesley's, Wesley, the six-year-old's got like a hunk of cheese. He may have had cookies for dinner tonight. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny the fact that Casey's like, Casey may still be awake. He may just be up, up downstairs watching TV. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, He's watching, you watching Jaws. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you watching Game of Thrones? I gotta catch up then. He's been um, Yeah, he's been it could he could be. I don't know. I don't know. Things get crazy. Um no, we get by. But I, I, I just grab it. my hair is uh, is a silly notion right now. Okay. In my hair is a Billy Ocean right now. The <laughs> <laughs> total Caribbean queen right now. Right. Cari- Caribbean queen. Caribbean right? queen. Why wasn't why wasn't it Caribbean queen? Caribbean queen. I don't, I don't know. 
Caribbean queen doesn't work. We've we've done this before, haven't we? I think we've talked about it, but I think we've talked more about get out of my dreams and get into my car. Oh, maybe. Yeah, no. On the other one, I had all I all for the longest time, well into adulthood, I thought he was saying now that we're free. <laughs> I thought the chorus was now that we're free. So sing sing what you thought was the chorus. Now that we're free. <laughs> like that. We're sharing our own dreams. It made perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. It's a right. hell of a lot better than Caribbean Queen. Right. They, I mean, he really, like, he really forced the syllables in Caribbean in there, right? <laughs> Way like, forced it in there. Way forced it. Yeah. In. No producer to stop him and be like, are you sure this is what you want to He made Caribbean. He made Caribbean a three-syllable word for the right. purposes of that song. Just to get, she must have been Caribbean. She must have been. I guarantee she wasn't even. No, she's probably no. from Queens. She's from Queens. <laughs> she was from Jamaica in Queens. Right. That That's where the Queen came in. Caribbean. That's right. Caribbean <laughs> Queens. She was from Jamaica Queens. We Caribbean Queens. Caribbean. <laughs> Her name was uh, Carrie Bonifacio from Queens. <laughs> she was over on 222nd Street in, in uh, Jackson, Queens Village. Jackson, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carrie B in Queens. So that's where he got the song from. Right. Carrie B in Queens. You know her. Right. Everybody knows Carrie B. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Bonifacio. She's a sweetheart. She's a doll. Yeah, oh, man. You know Carrie B in Queens. You know her. She's good people. She used to go with Tony Filippelli. Tony. <laughs> she used to go with him. That's how. That's she how you have to go say with it. him. Right, right. Because you're my grandmother, so. Right. Um, you have to, you have to, yeah, they go together. They've been going they together go. for a while. Yeah, maybe right. going steady. Maybe pinned. <laughs> All right, Chachi. Let's. Uh, Let's sports. get to the sports. Yeah, well, there's a lot to talk about. Um, uh, can I start with the Islanders and we can just get it out of the way? I feel like, before you start, I feel like you should disclaim this at the beginning of the program. So anybody right. that's listening to this after, that's not listening to it live, which is probably anybody that's ever listening to this. <laughs> and you which should is probably everyone ever. And you should provide an advisory to our listeners that the sports comes in at the 1022 mark. 1022. 1022. Right. You'll have, but you would have to do that at the beginning. Well, I'm going to fix the beginning. Because by now they might have tuned out. Right. I literally am going to fix the beginning in post. Okay. I I will throw it into audacity tonight and I will fix that. Great. I mean, and not the vamping. Know. The vamping was really good. Sure, but let them know that the sports has come in, you know, at ten. Because we've got well, well, we've gotten feedback on that, so I think that that might be a nice advisory we've to test, provide. We've tested that. That has tested. Right. Right. And, and and people people want the sports a little earlier. A little bit, but if you give you let them know when it's coming, that it, might they be can just fast forward to it. Well, I've I've taken to I don't know if you you never have listened to one of our programs A and B you've never actually seen one of them on iTunes I don't even think you subscribe to our podcast 
But That's I'm not to, true. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I used to subscribe to it. <laughs> like right. I thought, because ago. you didn't talk about sports, I, I unsubscribed. <laughs> the heck with this. But I started, I've taken to putting the times that we start to talk about stuff. Oh, I like that. Nice. Yeah. yeah Great well, idea. Again, we tested this out, and uh, the, the, the feedback that we got uh, on the pilot program uh, for our reboot here, uh, that's what the people said they wanted. So, um, yep. also, Go. spoiler alert, uh, if you DVR'd the game, again, for the three people in America that do that, um, the Islanders won tonight, 3 uh, nothing. Uh, played a very complete game. Um, uh, did a really good job. Uh, they played on demand again in a building with about 4,000 people in it. Uh, in Carolina, uh, they, they scored two goals in the first five minutes of the game. Um, and basically, they, uh, Andrew Ladd added one in the second period. Um, and it was never really, you know, uh, Yara Halak played very, very well again. Um, and, you know, uh, so the Senators won tonight. They did. They did in overtime. But But the Leafs lost. Right. So they are still alive. Well, that's the path now. There's one path left. There's only one path left. And, and, And when you think about the way this season has gone, let's say right around Christmas. All right? Right around Christmas. That's Thank you. I said to you at Christmas that the Islanders would still be alive in game 81 this year. Would you have taken that? No. Not in, at Christmas when they had won oh, six no, games I, all year? It, I didn't say the beginning of the year. Right. It's a difficult question for me because – so when did they fire – Actually, it's not, it's not hard. It's very simple. It is hard because at yes, that time no they hadn't – they hadn't fired Capuano yet, had they? My answer would have been yes, because they hadn't fired Capuano, and I saw right, where so the season was going. Exactly. So that's, that was the question. That was, it was just on December okay. 25th, if, the, if I told you they were going to be playing for something on game 81, would you, ta- would you have taken that? Yes. Good. Under that, that, under, that, <laughs> under that construct, yes. It was very – that's all – that's the construct that it was. It was a simple – Yes or no right, but question. It, but, it, but it gets a little convoluted with the Islanders because they waited too long to fire the coach. And when they did hire uh, or, or make Doug Waite the interim coach, if you had asked me that after Waite's first 10 games or 12 games, I would have said, no, they should be in the playoffs. Well, that's why I didn't ask you that then. Right. Well, you're very specific with your questioning then. Well done. You've done it, your homework, old man. If the moon was made of cheese, <laughs> would, would you eat, eat it? it? <laughs> Simple question, Norm. It's the same thing. Uh, yes, I would, have, I would have taken that. And that's where we are. And you're, and you're absolutely right. They were last in the conference for a good period of, of the season. Um, right. So, yes, they have one path in. They need to win their last two games. They need to have uh, Toronto lose their last two games. That's it. That's, now, that's what it's come down to. There is a scenario where they have to win their last two games regardless. But if Toronto goes 0-1-1, one, one, 
and the Isles win both their games in regulation, right? They can get, they would get in on the tiebreaker. Uh, that's right. So technically, Toronto doesn't have to go zero and two. They just have to not win, in, uh, or they have to. Um, they could lose a game in overtime. Is what I'm saying. They could get a point. Right. You know what would and be wild? Tie them. What's you know what wild? would be like completely wild at this point would be if Toronto loses both games, the Islanders win both games, yeah, and then Tampa wins both games. Right, because where is Tampa now? I think the Islanders will still have the uh, tiebreaker over Tampa. The Islanders have a lot of row on them. They have two games in hand with ROW on Tampa. So okay, Tampa's so... tonight, well, they have one game because Tampa won tonight in regulation, right? All right but, but, but in the scenario that we're painting, if the Islanders win both of their games... Well, no. No, they'd have to win them in regulation. They've got to win key. them both in regulation. Correct. Because they're tied right now. Yeah. Right. They, they don't go, have to oh. win them both in regulation for Toronto. They have to win them both in regulation for, um, for or, or I mean, uh, for Tampa Bay. They have to win them both in regulation for Toronto. Uh, they do have to win them both in regulation for Tampa Bay also. No, they don't. Tampa, they have a game in hand in row with Tampa Bay. Yeah, but if if they don't, if they win a shootout, and Tampa Bay wins both of their games in regulation, Tampa Bay will pass them. No, they won't. They'd be tied in row, unless the Islanders win both games in shoot. Right. They got that's right. That's right. Right. Okay. They would be tied in points and row. I don't know what the next tiebreaker is. I don't know either. Maybe it's the a number of Matt Martins you have on your team, in which case, rattle off. <laughs> um, oh, no, wait, that would be with, with Tampa Bay. Never mind. Tampa Bay would be, would it, was, win that. it was a good joke. I blew it. All right. Good job. <laughs> good job by you. Uh, anyway, right, so anyway Islanders, that's what I, watched, I watched the Islander game tonight. That's what I did. Of course you did. I would, ex- I would expect you to because it was a meaningful game. Me and the boys watched the Islander game. And I got to tell you, Wesley, out of his mind into this game tonight. Good. Well, he knows the end is near. <laughs> I mean, I may have sold it in, a, in an apocalyptic season ends if they lose tonight manner. But he was fired up for it. He was fired up. Well, that's true. I mean, the next loss will end the season for them. Correct. Or the next Toronto win. Either way. Right, which he's wrapping his head around. I think that's the other reason he was into it. That he so he's asking me while we're watching the Islander game and they got a one nothing lead, what Ottawa was doing. Okay. So he's saying what's happening in the he's not saying Ottawa. He knows it's Ottawa, but he's saying what's happening in the other game. Right, Daddy? Because they the Islanders need another team to lose, right? For this to matter, sort of. So he kind of gets it. So he's pretty, he's pretty smart then. He's, he's, he's okay. He's not like McWalter's kid is like, you know, making draft picks for like the NFL draft. I'm not kidding. Right. <laughs> I mean, Kev's kid, our, our, our buddy Kev, his, his son is, is sort of crazy 
into NFL drafts and players and because dad is. Right. And um, like is, you know, who he knows who he wants the Giants to see seven. He knows who he wants the Giants to take at, you know, 26 and, you know, the whole thing. He's, he's really, really into it. But Wesley's, Wesley, gets, Wesley gets the idea of playoffs for sure. Good. And um, uh, that's going to be something I want to talk about after we talk about the Mets and Yankees. So we're good with the Islanders. I, look, they are playing right now with Thomas Hickey. <laughs> their, their fourth line tonight was Clutterbuck, Gianta, and some guy named Connor Jones. Thomas Hickey is playing left wing on like the second line. What does it What does it tell you that Tavares goes out and then they win four games in a row for the first time all year? Uh, it tells me that. Well, they didn't win four games in a row. They won three games in a row, right? They, they won, won the, four they, now. Well, they won the game he went out in. Okay, so let's not count that. Fine. And he went out at like three forty-one of the third period. No, left in the. He played that whole game. Okay. Um. So they've won three in a row without him. Um, and what does it tell you? It tells you, I think it tells you two things. I think it tells you the coach is really good, really good. And that he is, he is putting this together with bubblegum and wrappers and like refuses to let the team quit. Refuses. I mean, that, that game they won the other night in Nashville in overtime. I, I listened to the first two periods, whatever. I watched some of the third and then I saw the overtime. They, they, they had no business almost on the ice with Nashville that night. And they somehow got two points. That was a gutty effort. The other yeah. thing it tells you is that Halak should have been up here way, way, way long ago. Way long ago. Because Grice has been ordinary since he signed that contract extension. And Halak has been playing at Bridgeport and now with the Islanders as a number one goalie. Should have been up way, 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 way long ago. I mean, there's your, there's your six or eight points. It really is. You know, the fact that, that Grice had to basically play eight out of nine games on the road in 22 days and that he had to play when they came back. Like, there's your, there it is. Halak, Halak should have been on that road trip. Well. You know, and there's your, they're, they're going to probably miss the playoffs by two or four points. And there's your, there's your four points. You know, I, 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 I know what you're saying. You're making a comment about John Tavares, and it's fair to think about his leadership with this team because they seem to continue to have the same problems in terms of motivation and playing in a game that they had under Jack Capuano. Now, Capuano needed to be fired. Doug Waite is obviously pretty motivational. The guys really like him. And yet yeah. there are still day, I, there, I think there might be somewhat of a leadership void in that locker room. We've talked about it before with Tavares. We don't know. We, he's a wonderful, amazing player. Don't know what kind of leader he is still. Like what I'm, kind of captain he is. It's been like seven years now. But I thought he shed that last year during the playoffs, Cal. Didn't you? He won no. that series. He won on the ice. But on he the took ice. the team on his back in that series. On the ice, yeah. He, he, I think he kept guys in line. He 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 didn't let them get down. How did down. he do that? Because they played hard that whole series. They played their ass off that whole series. No. But how do you know? How does I don't understand that he kept guys in line. 
I'm just saying it seemed to me like he had that I'm the alpha dog leadership moment, even if it was on the ice. He he had took control and of that series. So whatever yeah. maybe respect he wasn't getting in the locker room from anybody or whatever. And he was vocal during that series. He was emotional during that series. When he scored the, 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 the series clinching goal, he was emotional. Like it's not like he's a robot. I never said he was a robot. Did I, you know, but I'm, I'm saying the players seem to rally around him. You know, I thought he shed that last year. I was wrong. It seems like there's still a leadership void in that locker room. You know who played a Whatever great game is. tonight? Again, we and he's like, look great the last three days or the last three games. Josh Bailey? No, Lad. Oh yeah, well he's been he's been really good the whole second half of the year though. He's been very solid the second half of the year, but these last three games with the captain out, he's played like a captain. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know. They're not going to make the playoffs, so I'm just getting it out of my head. Will I be watching Saturday? And Sunday? Will I be watching Saturday and then Sunday if it means something? Of course I will. Of course you will. Sunday so could Pittsburgh, be a playoff game. What? Sunday could be a playoff game. Um, the, I, I, you can argue that they all are. No, but if they if they go in, so if yeah, I mean they don't control their destiny, so it's not anymore because Ottawa is in. <clears throat> right. I wonder what. Do you know what time? Yeah, so the Lightning play game, tomorrow night by themselves. Right, they play Montreal. But you almost can't worry about the Lightning. You almost can't. Well, and then on Saturday, the Islanders will play the Devils, and Toronto will play Pittsburgh at six. And the and Toronto plays Pittsburgh at seven. The Islanders play at six on Saturday. Yes. No. Six six o'clock game in Newark. Correct. Wow, that's a strange time. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Sunday, if it means anything, the Isles right, play, play at five, five. And the Maple Leafs play at six. And they play Columbus on Sunday. They play Columbus with probably nothing to play for, right? Right. I I, I think. I does does Pittsburgh have anything to play for? I don't think anybody's got anything to play for anymore. Pretty much locked in. Everybody's pretty much locked Everybody's in. Everybody's locked in. Right. Right. So, let's see. You've got a group yep. of kids in, in Toronto that have never been in a situation like this before. Now, you, you basically, at one point tonight, the Islanders had Pellick, Mayfield, Hosang, Bavillier, and... Uh, it was it wasn't Connor Jones, but it was somebody young. Yeah, on the ice at the same time. Hosang and uh, Hosang Bovillier and Lee is the first line right now. I mean, Hosang played twenty one minutes the other night. Can you imagine? I know. <laughs> Jack Capuano's head would have exploded if he had to play a rookie <laughs> for twenty one minutes. All right, let's move on. Baseball. The, uh, uh, the the Mets and the Yankees are underway here, Cal. I, there's, so there's, there's, I'm going to come at you because it's been all Islanders for me. I'm still there somewhat. So I want to talk to you about the Mets and the Yankees. I don't want to leave the Yankees out because they're interesting to me. They are, I, genuinely. 
Okay. Well, I don't want to spend a ton of time on them, but I, but I, they are interesting to me. Yeah. Um. So uh, let me ask my Yankee question then, and then we'll go to the Mets. Matt Harvey pitching tonight and everything. Um, big big night for the Mets and Matt Harvey. Um, but let me go to my Yankee question first. So, Bird Sanchez, like the baby bomber guys, um, have gotten off to a slow start, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's, as usual, apoplectic about this kind of thing. If you were a Yankee fan, don't you think you'd just take a breath and, like, is it is it possible for the Yankee fan to take a breath and just enjoy this team because what I hear out of them, like in the calls to the fan or not our sane Yankee fans, not like, you know, Dr. E. Ray Stad, Evan or Dan, you know, Nello or whatever, but uh, out of most Yankee fans who don't know how to lose, who don't know how to rebuild, who don't know the Yankees not being the buy everything at all costs Yankees, they don't know what to do with themselves with a team that has got to grow. Like take a breath. This is going to be great. This is what you've been waiting for, or you should have been waiting for, instead of throwing bad money after bad money to not win World Series. Like, this, like let these kids just relax. And I'm looking at that team, even early on. If they were to hover around 500, which they could, they are a quick fix team because if that lineup comes as fast as it should, they have built up the prospect base so much that they could trade for two prospect pitchers at the trade deadline. Easily. I mean, easily. They are loaded with position players. You could yeah. you could trade you know not not uh, Giolito but but you, you could trade for a guy like that that's close that could even pitch for you this year like a Triple A like high prospect they have all the guys to get that I I I just I was listening to these Yankee fans talk to you like just let them leave them alone and enjoy them Sanchez is not going to hit seventy five home runs this year probably. I feel like, but he's going to get hot and he's, you know, he hit, you know, three Adam balls last night. He's, he's going to get hot and hit. Just enjoy it. They got to be competitive immediately. Release Pineda, you know, go trade for eight pitchers. Like just relax. You don't have any starting pitching. Relax. Once the lineup starts hitting, you'll be fine. You'll be competitive. You're not going to be great. You'll be competitive. I ask you this, and then we'll go to the Mets. If you were a Yankee fan on that team, who would you be most excited about? Currently or in the system? No, currently. Saying this, this, this team that they ran out there yesterday. Yeah. Would still have to be Sanchez, I would think. Okay. Right? Because I've seen it. And I've seen what he can do. And right. I would be excited to see him over a full season. I think. I don't know. Um, Bird, Bird, Bird would intrigue me. 
because you, you got to see him two years ago a little bit, and then you didn't see him at all last year. Judge would intrigue me because he's just a monster. <laughs> because he's a monstrosity. <laughs> like um, the circus intrigues you. <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's just that, that much bigger than everybody else. He's a curiosity. But, but going back to your point from earlier, it's not, it's not a Yankee fan thing at all. It's a fan thing in the year 2017. Nobody can just sit back and let things happen. They have to overanalyze and freak out about every little thing and blow it completely out of proportion. Whether you're a Yankee fan or a Met fan or a Nick fan or a Net fan or a Jet fan, Giant fan, I mean, it doesn't matter. Right. Whatever fan you are, every, every game and every moment in every game has taken on like a ridiculous level of importance. Why do you think that is? I think that's society today. Okay. Two, well, then let me, let, me, let, me back, let me back up on that question. Do you think that's only New York? I don't know. I don't know Not anywhere Not only else. New York. Do you think there's three, four cities that are like that? Like, you think in Kansas City when, they, when the Royals lose, like, they're ready to fire everybody? Um, in April? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Right. It's hard for me to tell. Okay. I, I just know here in New York, that's how it is. That's how it is. And the media in New York fuels it. Right. And then why has it gotten there? That's my other question. Why has it gotten there? Because that's, that's, everything, is, everything is immediate. Everybody needs instant gratification right now. Everything need, everybody needs immediate feedback. They need immediate action, immediate results. There's, there's no like, long plan anymore. And there's the ability to, too. Of course there is. Yeah. So I'm it's saying, easy. With, with Twitter and social media and, and yes. Facebook, and you have the ability to immediately react to everything that happens. Yes, and they do. Right. You know? And it's so, e- it's so easy to. But it used to be Sports Talk Radio was your outlet for that in sports, and it would be the next day. But I find right. now, as opposed to 15 years ago or 10 years ago, um, like, I don't remember 10 years ago when the Mets lost in April. It was disaster. The next day on FAN. It's disaster. Like, I think the hosts have played that. Well, yeah. Well, and also a lot of the hosts now are of that generation where the immediate feedback is so important. You know? It's right. sort of... Um, Right, they like, they're the like same way. The older, more conservative. This is how it, you got to put a plan in place and let it play out. Those guys are sort of aging out of the business. Right. So. Yeah. They, they, uh, well, and also, it makes for better radio. If after week well, one of the NFL season. You have a week where the Jets lose, and you have a week where people call in all week calling for Todd Bowles to be fired, and this guy needs – it's better radio. It's better radio because that's how, the peop, that's how people are today. Right, right. You know, 20 years ago, better radio would have been, you know, discussing what's going on and, and figuring out what the next steps are rather than calling for somebody's job immediately. Right. You know, it's just that's, right. The, the, the hosts give the people what they want to hear. Yeah. 
but I think there's, I think there's something to the immediacy of, well, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's something also though, to the immediacy and the ability to react to all of it that gives people like a feeling of ownership too. You know, like I can, I can lash out on Twitter at Jose Reyes cause he started out over his first 12, you know, like I can, without any consequence. Like well, that's, yes, exactly. I have ownership in it too. Like I'm, I'm part of the conversation, part of it, you know, like, and he may even see it. Like the, the other day, there was a tweet going around from Calvin DeHaan. Did you see that? Yeah. You know, yeah. where he answered, the Islander he fan, answered. like, right, the Islander fan copied his handle, his Twitter handle, and said, you know, I can't believe we wasted two picks on this guy, and, you know, he's garbage, blah, blah, blah. And Calvin DeHaan wrote back to him and said, it's great to have your support, thanks. <laughs> Which is awesome. Like, I thought that was great. Yeah. It was because a good, that guy uh, in that moment was like, oh, you know. Right. But I, I, so you were listening to FAN a little bit today. I was listening to FAN a little bit today. Um, and, and you hear about the Mets losing last night in 12 innings. Tough loss. Montero's got to go. How long does Terry Collins have? Like, the one and one. <laughs> like, what are we doing? How, How long, long do we, we put up with Reyes work? to third base? Like, why does Reyes get to play third base every day? He's not an everyday player. Like, it's two games. It's two games. I get it with football, almost, because there's only 16 games. And if you start out 0-3, you see it's not in great shape. <laughs> right. I mean, you, you can call for jobs when a team is 1-4. You can. Uh, especially if the team had expectations, whatever. But in a 162-game season, cut a brother a break. Yeah. I, which brings me to uh, – so we'll go to the Mets. That's a good segue. That's a good Joe Bluth, Michael. Um, <laughs> no, so you, you push a star, and then, well, why would I push star? You push zero, one star to get out. I was watching the, – the one, one of the recurring gags on Arrested that is underrated to me, and there's a million of them, is Michael and Job not being able to dial out of the office? <laughs> yes. Like every time they're in, Michael's like, well, no, why would you? I don't want to dial nine. Why would you dial that? No, you just, you push the zero. So I push zero? And it's a, it's a brilliant recurring gag. Um, and PJ posted something on Facebook that was a fantastic, fantastic arrested development joke with uh, Trump. But anyway, um, brings me to expectations, right? So we can talk about uh, tonight's Met game uh, in a bit, and, and I want to, but I want to frame this with um, how are you feeling having the expectations for this Mets team that you have? So now they're, they're here. They've started. Monday you were at opening day. Uh, I was not. Uh, but uh, uh, you were there with my Uncle Tommy, which is fantastic. Um, it seems like you guys say, well, tell me about opening day. How was it? It was good. It was opening day. It was, it was like pretty much was all um, – not, not as much pomp as circumstance, but <laughs> – Heavy on the circumstance, light on the pomp? 
A little bit, yeah, yeah. Not really. It was, it was, it was a pretty. I mean, people were excited. People were happy. People were looking forward to it. It was, it was a little more subdued, though. Give me three observations from three takeaway observations from opening day, because we haven't really talked about it a ton. No. Um. It could be anything. People, it could be introductions. It could be Syndergaard. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Uh, people, people love Wilmer Flores. They love Wilmer Flores. They still, they still love Wilmer Flores. It's crazy. Um, Do you have a comparison my, I, for me? A Met comparison, Wilmer Flores style? Like a guy that just like didn't do a lot and was beloved? Benny Agbayani. Ah, oh, there it is. Perfect. I think that's a pretty good... That is if really you go good. Back, if you go back further... That is really good. Yeah, um, Mookie Wilson's a pretty good, pretty close Mookie thing, good. too. But Mookie Wilson was good. Yeah, and Mookie Wilson was an everyday player. Yeah. So was Agbayani. Agbayani was like a kind of everyday player, though. He was really only an everyday player, Cal, for like a season and a half. Right, but that's more than Flores. Right. They went to the World Series. And, right. In the world, um, but it, that's probably the closest thing I can come. Agbayani. No, that's fantastic. They love Benny Agbayani uh, inexplicably. Love him, and and everybody loves uh, everybody loves Flores. Everybody um, loves Raymond. Too. Everybody Agbayani. loves Raymond Conforto. Everybody loves Conforto. Conforto got a huge uh, a huge reaction. Really. Yeah, huge. And well, what made it huger was that they were going down. You know, when they everybody lines up on the baseline, oh, they, they go through the reserves first. Right. Yeah, you heard about that? Yeah. I don't know if they showed it on TV or not, but they skipped what over. Ha- well, Cohen alluded to it. Okay. Yeah, they they skipped over him, so they went right from. Oh, who would it have been before him? It would have been. 24, 23, 22. I'm, I'm trying to think of the numbers. Whoever, I can't remember who it would have been before him. And then Conforto is number 30. He would have been next. And the camera is on Conforto. And then Howie Rose says, number 32, Stephen Matz. Right. And the camera is still on Conforto this entire time. They didn't even move it. And then Matz sort of like <laughs> moved his head into the shot. Right. And everybody cheered. <laughs> and then Howie Rose, which... You know what? I'm I'm I have to tell you I'm getting I'm really really tired of Howie Rose. Really you tired seem of him. To be. Really you seem tired exhausted. Of him. Because he does not have the ability to not take himself seriously. Right. Every like at that point, you know you know you've missed Michael Conforto in the right. announcements. Make a joke about it. And introduce Michael Conforto. Right. And everybody would be happy and they'll laugh about it. And, but no, 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 no. He, he proceeds as if he didn't do anything wrong. He just completely goes through the rest of the uh, team. Right. Completely ignores it. And then announces Conforto last. He gets the end of the numbers. Right. Goes back and does my, but doesn't even doesn't acknowledge what had happened. That he skipped it. Right. I mean, like, That's get annoying. over yourself. Seriously. 
you know, but anyway. Um, and then the other big takeaway, and, and all of these takeaways seem to be from the introductions. P- um, people have moved on from David Wright. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, he got, he got a, he got a very nice ovation. He did not get an ovation near what Bartolo Colon got for the other team. <laughs> people love Colon. Um, oh, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I don't get it, but that's just me. But David Wright, I get it. I get it. I think it's like a thing to do. It's almost become like a thing. Like if you're a Mets fan and you and you don't adore Bartolo, you're like, oh, what's wrong with you? I feel like. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, does he have to be my favorite Met of all time? Like everybody, just calm down. He's he's the he's the greatest source of entertainment the team has ever seen. <laughs> no? Like, he's walking, he was walking back from the bullpen yesterday, and he's just, you know, like he flips the ball up and down as he's walking, yeah. like he doesn't have a care in the world. Like, that's the great, look at Bart being Bart. Look at him. <laughs> look at him. Yeah. And he, he rarely smiles. He's, he's pretty dour. But I, I, but I, but you know, he has fun and he makes fun of himself and he's kind of self-effacing when he takes the big swings and the helmet comes off. Um, I had a friend say this, but they were talking about how big of an applause he got, and uh, he was like, uh, "So nobody said anything about his second family. Everybody was, everybody was cool about that. Like, he has a whole second family that he acknowledged. Uh, that's just Bart being Bart. You yeah, know? like, like." <laughs> The most beloved Met, it's like completely glossed over that he has a whole other woman and kids. Yeah, but it's okay because he looks funny wearing a baseball helmet. So, right. And apparently, like, his wife was like, uh, oh, okay. I think his wife said that's just Bart being Bart. Yeah. It's, uh, but I, I, I don't... Kind of moral, I don't mean to take a moral high ground here, but he, he, that's a little sketchy. Uh, it's funny what people pass judgment on. Like you do this and forget about it. You do this and eh, so you got another family. It's like you. It's like you're trying to explain why do why do people like the pandas? <laughs> a panda will eat your face. It's a bear. But they're just like the pandas. It's the same Bart- thing. Bartolo Colon is a baseball playing panda. Kinda. <laughs> that may be the he, best analogy ever. Yeah, I think that's it. He's the, he's the biggest cuddliest attraction you can you can do. You know, it, the way it's set up with two wives. Well, <laughs> the panda has its faults, but you look past right. it because oh man, I got to see the panda today. Come on. The panda hit a home run. It's the greatest moment in the history of baseball. Well, that that would be exciting, wouldn't it? He when he hit the home run, that was it was Gary Cohen said it's one of the most exciting moments in the history of baseball, right? Or one of the great moments, or something like that. One of the greatest moments in the history of baseball. Yeah, baseball has been being played for a long time. I feel like there's also there is something yeah. unique about his physicality. Oh, of course. Look, it's a so, fat man playing baseball at age 44. <laughs> like, like, of course. All right. You could be blunt about it. I was trying right. to be diplomatic. He's, He's an everyman. Fat guy. 
He's a big fat guy playing bass. His hairline is amazing. His hairline is amazing. I still, after three years with the Mets and now seeing him yesterday, I still haven't figured out what's going on. He's a super, he's a super everyman. It would seem right. until you look deeper yeah. and you see the two families or right. whatever. And then, you, and then you see the, which, which apparently like a, 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 somebody had said that he was getting heckled about it or whatever um, last year with the Mets and when it came out or whatever and on the road. And he said, uh, I would have three if I could have or something like he said something really like flip, like it didn't bother him at all. And it was like really kind of like, oh, man, Bart, you can't say that. Oh, but he can. The panda's cuddly. Tell the panda it eats too much uh, bamboo. What, what What's it going to yeah. say? What's he going to say? It rip your face off. Bring me two more plates. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> um, so those are your observations. People love Bartolo Colon. They love Wilmer Flores, and they're over David Wright. Yeah, David Wright is, is, is a bit of an afterthought. So. Right, which is a shame. Yeah, I, there was there was also a lot of um, a lot of people complained about getting into the stadium, too. Yes, well, there was a derailment on the New Jersey Transit uh, that threw all of transit into uh, chaos. Yeah. So that was part of the problem, and then of course people are always surprised when there's traffic for opening day. Right, with, especially with all of the construction going on at LaGuardia. Right, right. So that's, that's not good. And people are also always surprised that it takes them so long to physically get into the stadium. Get into the stadium, when it's a, right. When it was the largest city field crowd ever. <laughs> right. So there were 48,000 people there, and they couldn't get in. Right. Some, somehow they, just, they couldn't just breeze right through and get to yeah. their seats. So that was shocked. People complained about that. Um, give me your impressions. Uh, I know you don't do impressions, but give me your impressions of Syndergaard. He's a beast. He's All right, just he—he's. He, <laughs> right, no, he's as advertised. I mean, he's, where do you rank him in the in the Cal rankings? Where are his, you starting in the history to of rank baseball? him? He's third. Right, third. which I feel is a little early. For that the third greatest player in the history of baseball after Hebrew. Cologne, Cologne and Jeter and Syndergaard and Jeter, right? Well, Jeter's right. yeah, no, Jeter, um, Jeter I, I Cologne meant, and Syndergaard. I meant where uh, is he starting to fall into for you as a uh, a Met fan in the you know the 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 uh, the all time ranking? Yeah, the Cal rankings. You can do pitcher position player if you'd like. No, I'm, I, I always do just one. It's just one ranking. One grouping. Yeah, it comes out bi-weekly. Right. It's not like Billboard. I don't do it weekly. But bi-weekly it comes out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you have your heat seekers that are making the move up the chart. Then you're having right. your guys that are just, you know, they're not cutting it and they're Where's dropping. It? Where is he charting right now? It's like it's like American Top Forty. That's exactly yes. what it's like. Yeah, dropping four spaces to number eight. <laughs> Here. Here's fastball with the way. <laughs> so. But Syndergaard is is. I I would I would 
definitely say that nobody has moved up this chart, this ridiculous chart that does exist. You know what I meant. (laughs) No, no, I'm, I'm acknowledging. He's moved up this chart faster than anybody in the history of the Mets with me. He's skyrocketing in the history of in the history of my Met history. Wait, <laughs> the business of America's business is business. Please allow myself to introduce, to introduce myself. myself. He has skyrocketed up the chart. Yeah, and it, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I saw him pitched when he was 20 years old, and he was a minor yeah. leaguer, and I saw him at City Field, and. Like, right from that moment, I knew this kid was going to be something special. And he's actually been even more special than I could have imagined. So, you know why, Steve? Please. You know why? He gets it. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hot take alert. (laughs) That guy just gets it. Okay. Here we go. We should have some music for this. For sure. Well, has anybody ever asked what it is? You know when you no. hear those those dramatic takes on, and another thing, that guy just gets it. What does he get? What does he get? What's he got? I'm missing. I'm, it? What's it? What is it? Yeah. Well, there's well, there's there's well, there's two things here. There's the athlete who gets it, and then the athlete and or uh, uh, performer who has it. That's two different it's. Right. I'm saying, but, but they often coincide. True. Right? So Syndergaard gets it, and he has it. That's, that's rare. <laughs> right. Typically, when he's, you have it, you don't get it. He's the, he's the daily double. You, most guys either get it or have it. He's right. got both. He's like Jeter. He does not have an edge. He doesn't. Well, listen, there's a lot of time for him to get a car commercial. What I'm saying is he get, Jeter got it, knew what it was to be the captain of the Yankees, a, the, the, uh, uh, the ultimate Yankee, and he had it. He had uh, uh, an ability to be clutch. He had an ability for star power. He had ability to rise in the moment. Um, no moment was too big for him. He had it as a performer. He was a good-looking guy. Like, he had it. So there's two it's here. And by the way, speaking of it, I will never see that trailer. I will never see that movie. It's, it's terrifying. We talked about that last week, right? That's we have double whammy. That. Yeah. That's the double whammy for me. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Syndergaard has both. He does, and everybody loves him. Yeah, and Harvey did too. That's what gets a little dangerous. Or did he ever get it? I don't think he ever get it. I mean, Harvey I never he ever got it. But Harvey he had never. It. That was that, and that was the that was the knock on him was that he didn't get it. But he had you it. Know? But he, he had, had it. it. I think he. I think he's. I think he lost it. He's trying to get it back, and he <laughs> is also starting to get it. We're still talking about baseball, right? <laughs> I'm so confused. I've, I've, no, I, th- I think what you just said is spot on, and it takes us right to Harvey tonight. I think yeah. he's starting to get it. He's maturing a little bit. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic tonight. That was fantastic. A little bit. Wait a minute. I mean, no, I mean, I thought he was, 
he was, uh, uh, you know, uh, composed. He looks, first of all, he looks great. I thought you watched the Islander game. Right. So here's what I did. <laughs> I watched ah. the Islander game. And then once it was 3 nothing Islanders with about 14 minutes to go in the third period, and I felt okay about that, and I had the children to bed. Again, maybe. <laughs> Don't know. I left them in the room. I assume they went to sleep. Um, I put the Islander game on my phone and then went uh. down and watched the Met game on DVR on Fast Forward. So the Harvey hitting pitching on one time speed and the Mets hitting on two time speed. Okay. And the Metropolitans win the game tonight, six to two, um, and uh, get a big home run from Lower Flores. And uh, oh wait, you didn't watch the game, did you? You're DVRing it. You're going to watch it after the show, right? So I've just ruined everything. <laughs> no, no. Um, and I thought uh, I thought Harvey looked great tonight. And looked great. He did. He looked great. And, and you're right. Physically, he looks he looked a lot better too. He lost some weight. He looks, and he was like clean shaven, Cal. Like he looked like. He he was clearly taking this seriously. That's what I mean. He looked good. I know that's yeah. terrible to say, but you if you've played sports, if you haven't played sports, if you watch sports for a long time, and you see a guy out there, sometimes he just looks like he's in the moment, and other times he looks like two cents worth of God help us, and you're like, this is not going to be a good night. Well, tonight was, it was game three of the season against the Braves. It was cold. It was rainy. There was like three people in the stands, but it clearly was a big deal to him. It meant a lot to him, and you could see. It was really, it was really important to him, and he, and he took it seriously, and that was nice to see. And he looked fit like he looked you know, and then, you know, he comes out his first couple of batters and he's 95 in the first inning yep. and yep. free. And, and I don't care about the velocity. It's free and easy. Didn't look like he was having a rare back no. or whatever. He looked and he free had a and plan. easy. He was setting up hitters. Man. He really yeah. did. He pitched. Hey, guess what? You don't have to be at 98 miles an hour to be effective, everybody. Right. Right. Velocity to, doesn't determine your work anymore. Eight, he got to the seventh inning at like seventy-one pitches. He made. He made. He threw seventy-seven pitches. He threw two mistakes the entire night of the to seventy-seven pitches to one guy. To that the was same it. Guy who, who, by the way, was red hot for the series. Who nobody he got. Seventy-seven. Out. He threw seventy-seven pitches. He almost got through seven full innings. Yeah, I know. And he hasn't when pitched he in ever July. Done that? Never. Never. Right. And they got he him pitched to contact. His movement was great. He gave up a couple of hard hit balls, but nothing terrible. No, no, no. It was fine. He gave up he, he, three hits, the two home runs yeah. and the, the infield single. And that was infield, it. And the swinging bunt. Right. Yeah. But you know what? He didn't, and he didn't strike out 12 guys. He didn't need to. Didn't need to. I thought his secondary I, stuff looked great. I, was, I thought I his changeup looked great. With... I thought his slider looked great. Yeah. He was spotting the 93, 94, occasionally 95-mile-an-hour fastball. That's all I need to do. If you can spot that pitch and it has movement, you don't need to friggin' throw 98. The obsession. I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so, crazy. But that's th- hard. So this- the, other, the other big thing in this game 
And I don't know because you were watching it on two times. No, no, I know everything that happened in the game. Okay, so, so I'm hoping that you picked up on this, this sequence also. When Flores hit the home run. Yep. To make it 4-1. Yep. Cespedes walked before Flores. And this was something that you and I, we talked, not on the air, we talked about this earlier today. How important it is. <laughs> because we're professional broadcasters who just talk all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, we were talking about this, this morning. We were, at the, we were at the hotel, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talked about... I was talking, and, to, because this is, talking to Anthony Munoz, and uh, he was telling me that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you laugh, but this was, the, this was actually the first thing I thought of when this happened. Right. Um, it was our conversation this morning about how important it is to have somebody uh, protect Cespedes. Yeah. And be behind him, and... and you know, make the other pitcher think. And what happened right. in this and what happened in that inning, sixth inning, I think it was. They were up two one. Which, which going How back? How did they get up two one? I don't remember. How did they get up two to one? You don't remember? You remember full well how they got up two to one. I might. Right. Yeah. Redemption. My friend. name is Darnell. 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 Well, and and I'll just as an aside situation going up to one. Harvey had given up the home run in the top of the fifth to make yep. it one nothing. They went yep. down one nothing, and like right away, I'm thinking, oh geez, that might be all they need because the Mets are not hitting. And they came right, right. back in the bottom of the inning and they took the lead two one, which was nice to see. So now we go to the sixth inning, and Cespedes comes up. Cespedes is the guy that you don't want to beat you, and they walk him. Two things there. Number one. They were definitely walking him on purpose to get to Flores because yep. they didn't want yep. Cespedes to beat them. Number two, Cespedes let them walk him. And he's done that a couple of times so far yes. in this series. He's been very selective. He's been patient. He's been letting them walk him. He looks great, Cal. He looks great. Another guy, another guy that I really feel like is taking this seriously. His pitch selection is so much better this year. He looks great. So when they walk Cespedes, my first thought is, you know, this, would, this is the perfect spot where Flores could make them pay. Right. You know? Against the and, lefty, right. And, and, you know, a little foolhardy on the part of the Atlanta Braves and Brian Snitsker. Snitsker? <laughs> we'll go with it. Snitsker? Snitsker. Snitker. I think it's Snitker. Snitker. Brian Snitker, the manager of the Braves. Sure. The manager of the Braves. We'll just leave it there. Snitker. Yes. Um, you got to know that Wilmer Flores destroys lefties. So you're right. not, yeah, you're walking Cespedes, but you're not getting a break with Wilmer Flores. Snitker. And he made him pay. Snitker. Yeah, Snitker still. Pat Conacher. It's Pat Conacher. Yes. Is that who it is? It's the other, <laughs> and the other thing about that is that Wilmer Flores is going to have a role on this team, and he's going to be very important to this team because yep. he just he just he just annihilates left-handed pitching. It's like well, it not should, even. It should develop into a true platoon. It should. It should. It should. Jay Bruce again, another couple of good at bats tonight. Yeah. Against a lefty. Yep. It was an interesting series. It was an interesting first 
series of the year, three games. The, the, the bookend games were very similar in that you got great starting pitching and the offense came around a little bit later in the game. But when they did, they, they wrecked the game because they got into a bad Braves bullpen. Right. And, and took care of business. And then the Mets bullpen pitched well. Salas pitched, which they're going to burn Salas out. Salas pitched three. They're going to burn out. That's enough. But he did a good job getting out of a, getting out of a jam. He, he loaded the bases, got out of it with nothing. And yep. it was, this was, this was the game that you saw tonight is the game that I think this is what you're going to see 60 or 70 times this year. It was similar to the first game. That's how they're going right. to win these games. You're going to get great starting pitching. You're going to get your bullpen is going to be solid and hold it. And the offense is going to do what they need to, to win the game. They're not going to blow a lot of teams out. I don't think, and then their starting pitching is not going to allow them to get blown out too often. Right. So, you know, if, you, if, if you're looking at 85 to 90 wins from the team, I think the, the, the lion's share of them are going to look like this. Well, the 90 wins should be an expectation. It should be. I, I'm sorry. Well, this team is good. This team is good. It is good. The way it's constructed. And if they stay healthy and if, if Matt Harvey is going to uh, regain some of the form uh, and come back from this injury and be your third starter, um, you know, uh, Syndergaard and, and uh, DeGrom held form. You could have that dream situation develop, Cal, that started two, two years ago where they're challenging each other. Yeah. And they're trying to, they're trying to one up each other. Like you could almost see it with Syndergaard and DeGrom the first two days. And it's good. I could see that between those two guys all year. Anything you can do, I, I can do better. I could see that. And I think Harvey wants back in on the party. The and other thing with Harvey. Do it. You know, it would be great. So if you, how many times through that rotation, Cal, are you going to lose five games in a row? You're just not. No, it's, it's not. It's just not set up for a losing streak, you know? How many times have we talked about the most important thing you can do? One of the most important things you can do if you have aspirations of being a playoff uh, slash championship contender team is avoid long losing streaks. And great starting pitching, solid starting pitching, not even great, allows you to not do that. You know, prevents you from doing that because if Syndergaard loses and DeGrom loses and then Harvey goes on that third day, you, you, you're probably going to get, you know, not probably, you have a great chance of getting a win and breaking that streak. And you also have the ability to rattle off three or four in a row that you can win. Right. The other, the other thing about this is that if Harvey's, if Harvey's going to pitch to his 2015 self, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he'll ever be 2013 Harvey again. I, agree. I don't know, but he could be 2015 Harvey. And if he, if he's going to pitch like that, 2015 Harvey was, was very good was really good. And if he's yeah. going to pitch like we that... Were, we were spoiled in, by 2013 Harvey. In the third spot in the rotation. Right. He's going to go up against other teams' third starters. That's and our I, other favorite thing, right? Over the course of the show. <laughs> right. You would be very hard-pressed to find another third starter in the National League... That's right. ...as good as Matt Harvey. I don't... I, off the top of my head, I don't, I don't think I can come up with one. We've talked about it um, a bunch of times. It's, I think it's a, a, um, a sort of theory that you and I both share is that if you can – the Mets have the chance 
the fortuitous chance to be dynamic in the front two, right? If you can put guys in the three, four, five, and I think it's been a, a key to their success over the last two years. If you can put guys in the three, four, five that are really good, you know, or say in the three and four that are really good and the five is representable, you give yourself a chance to win so many series because the pitching is so thinned out. Yeah. That Harvey as a three is going to go up against threes, especially in the National East, that just stink. And you should, you should always kind of win that game, even if Harvey doesn't get the decision. You should always right. kind of win that game because he's going to keep you in it. And if your four is good, and if your five, like their four was Cologne at times. Right. You know, Cologne won 14, 15 games from like the three, four spot. You know, because he wouldn't go against Kershaw. Syndergaard would. That's right. That's, that's how it lines up. The other thing with Harvey then is if he's going to pitch against these three starters all year, it gives him a real opportunity to create sustained success where he's going to go out every time. It's not like when he would go out every night. Yeah, get his he confidence back. Right. He would face Kershaw. He would face right. Scherzer. He would keep losing these games two to one, one nothing. Or getting a, no get a no decision. Right. right. What did he have, now, like 26 no decisions in his first like 40 games or something ridiculous? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something unbelievable. I think, he set, I think he set a record for the most games that he left up one nothing. Right. Up to one and didn't get a decision. Some Elias, some... you know, deep dive that was like, yeah, yeah, he had like twenty-two no decisions where he left up a run or something like that. Or yeah, and it and it um it illustrated just how ridiculous it was. So it was this these three games, and just going back to what we were talking about before. After the first game, I heard people in the crowd. That here's another observation. If they don't go 6-0, and I'm going to have a problem. Right. After the first game. Mets fans are awesome. They really are. Right. They're great. If they don't go 6-0, and I'm going to have a problem. Um, <laughs> that was the guy in front of me. The guy behind me was literally cursing out Jay Bruce. <laughs> in great. his second at bat. Like, oh, my God. Out. Yeah. They're so patient. It's good. Cursing him out. And then, uh, you know, loved the fact that Bruce and Duda were batting. Oh, here they come. Here they come. The talentless lefties. Here they come. Right. Right. And then Duda would strike out. He'd be, oh, oops, see, there you go. There you go. Then when Duda hit the double and cleared the bases later in the game, he didn't have anything to say. No, he was quiet. Very quiet. Very, he must have been cold. But that was, was game he as one. as quiet as, as you were tonight when uh, Travis Darnell knocked in uh, two runs to take the lead? Yeah, I, I had nothing to say about that. <laughs> it doesn't get it back. It was he hit a breaking ball. He hit a breaking ball, which is the most important thing to me. In the he, in the post game con- press conference, they were interviewing him after the game, and he said, "You know, this is for Steve Sampete because he's the guy that believed in me." He says, "I know nobody. I nobody else thought I was worth a." a, a he's the only one left. He's literally the only one left. That's not a thing either. Damn it. Being worth a lick of salt? No. (laughs) God, where do I go? And you know what happens? I I say these things, and like as they're coming out of my mouth, I'm like, that's not a thing. The full nine from. 
He didn't care for me for a lick of salt. He's not worth a lick of salt. Not worth a lick of salt. Oh, boy. So so many titles for this show. So many titles already. Great. The fickle nature, the fickle nature of the New York sports fan. It's been a roller coaster for three days already. Right. Already. But if you look uh, back and you, if you look at it from the thirty thousand yeah. foot view, which that right. is a thing, by the way, um, you can see there's this is this is how it's got to go. This is how the season should go. You take you got a three game series against an inferior opponent. This is the blueprint for how the season should go. Yeah, take two or three. Win series. Right. And maybe Curtis Granderson will get a hit before June. Oh, please. Maybe. Don't Walker has started. Yes, he you did. Know Walker got going. Reyes got his first hit. Hit two balls Reyes hard. finally got a hit. Yep. Yep. Sasquatch yeah, is hitting I, the ball hard. I, 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 I have very little, I have very little concern about Jose Reyes. I, I, Terry I, Collins. I don't know why. I, I just don't have a lot of concern about him. I'm concerned about him a little bit, but... I'm I'm, I'm, because he, give, to me, he looks physically time. fine. Like he's just off to a he just got off to a slow start. I don't know. He looks fine. You gotta give it time. And the other thing is, Terry Collins mentioned this yesterday. He brought up a very good point. They haven't TC? played. TC brought up a very good point about Dan Murphy. They haven't played a lot of games in a row yet. He yes, says they need correct. to get into the flow of the season for their offense to sort of start clicking a little bit. And, and they will. Made sense to me. Because they don't have an off day. They have like 16 straight games, right? How many? 65? 65 straight games. No, 16. I thought they had like something like 16. I thought they only had three off days in April as opposed yeah, to last year when they had like nine. Yeah, they don't have a lot of off days in April. But it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how as the season goes on, as April goes on, they get into a flow. But the pitching I feel great. like it's off to a nice start. I feel like it's. I feel like it's off to a nice start. I, it, just, it just felt, this felt like this is how each series needs to go. Yeah. Once Ty Kelly is off this team, I think I'm going to enjoy it a lot more. He's harmless. He's not harmless. He's a liability. And first of all, pull your pants down. You can't pull off the socks up thing when you're 104 pounds. You're going to jackass. Second of the all. socks are like up to his hip. It, did he work harder on looking scared in the offseason? Like, is that all he worked on? Was looking more terrified at the plate than he did last year? Because when he took that at bat last night, he looked terrified. Terrified. Yeah. Like, scared, like, like eight-year-old little league kid who got hit by a ball in the last game and is now terrified of getting hit by the baseball. He certainly doesn't inspire confidence. I, I will give you that. He looks terrified of playing baseball. I mean, he looks like, like the, the great quote from last year. Like, he looks like, did you hear a noise downstairs? That's what he looks like <laughs> when he's at the plate. He could not inspire less confidence if he just, like, sat down in the batter's box, Indian style. Chris said he hold- applesauce, as my kids he call hold- it. I, I can't. I wish I could remember who tweeted it. That he holds the bat like he's searching for a prowler. <laughs> Did you hear something, honey? <laughs> uh, he's just. He's just. 
look, I have nothing against him personally. He's just not a Major League Baseball player that I want on my team. He's just not. He's not. There's got to be a better player. There's got to be. There's got to be a better Major League Baseball player. I'm not sure that I couldn't strike him out. And you didn't. You never pitched. And I'm not even a pitcher. <laughs> no. <laughs> so listen, I would be uh, remiss. So two last things here to wrap this up. One, yeah. uh, my father-in-law uh, listens to the show from time to time. Um, Can we he give a shout out. Can we give a little shout out to Jim. Can um, we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing long distance dedication? <laughs> this one's for Jim. <laughs> In Marble Falls, Texas. Every rose. Um, he would be more of a. Uh, well, he loves the Beatles, loves Led Zeppelin. He's got great musical taste, but it's right okay. in that 70s, 70s niche. He tells a great story about like seeing somebody in Vegas. I can't remember who it was, but like somebody from that 70s kind of era, like you know, driving from Texas to Vegas and seeing somebody and playing golf with Willie Nelson and stuff. He's got a lot of stories. Um, he's a huge Astros fan. As we know, we've talked about it on okay. the program before. Sure. And so once I put up that we were doing the show tonight, he texted me to say, um, the biggest question you guys should talk about on the show tonight is, will anybody stop the Astros? Or anything stop the Astros? <laughs> and so I said, 162-0, and 0, huh? And he said, look, I didn't want to say it, but... <laughs> so um, uh, the Astros, Astros are playing well. Uh, they lost tonight, of course. He jinxed it. They did. Oh, yeah. Um, and they lost, uh, uh, giving up two in the ninth. Um. So, uh, but they're they're real good. Astros are, are real good. Um. Uh, so I had to mention that. Because you made what I'm calling the 162-game pledge. Right. So you signed it. It's out there. I did sign it. I got it notarized, too. You're like Grover Norquist. It's it's out there. The pledge is out there. (laughs) You are going to try to watch in some fashion, not in full, I would think. Actually, let me. Let, why don't you tell us about the 162 game pledge? No, I. Because the Astros my, are going 161 and one. By the way, probably at this point, yeah, they can't. Yeah. They yeah. can't complete it. Um, and I am, and I'm three and zero oh so far. I'm good. Three for three. You are three for three. So, how did you I watch am, tonight? Tonight, I watched. Um. We it, it was sort of a, a, a melange of, of ways. I started out on wow. the easy. Don't well, listen. The first game was easy. I was there, so that was no problem. Sure. The sec the second game I DVR'd and just you know a lot of running around with the kids at night and getting stuff together and I didn't get to really sit down and watch the game until about nine o'clock. I recorded it. And I okay. sat down around nine o'clock, and I watched. All right, sir. Um, Grom didn't give up a hit until the fourth inning. Four. Yeah. Okay. So I watched it in full, with no fast forwarding. 
Until Other than commercials, obviously. Right. And then once he gave up the hit, then I started to fast forward through it. And I, and I, I quickly I zipped through it. And again, not knowing what was going on, I figured, oh, I'm going to get through this pretty quickly. And then I caught up and was watching it live in extra innings. Okay, so you go? Do you go one time speed or two time speed? This is important. I go, I go two time speed and sometimes three time speed. On Directv? Yeah, sometimes. That's very fast. I feel like it's rare, um, but like a lot of like I go three times through the commercials. Yeah, obviously. Well, I'm not and talking then, about commercials. I'm talking about gameplay. Oh, gameplay two, two times. You stay at two. Yeah, which is tough to do because, like, if you, you see that up. the guy, if the guy's winding up to pitch and you stop the fast forward, it kicks you back a Correct. couple of seconds. Right. If you do it on the one time, you can pretty much, as he's winding up, you can stop it and then you'll see the pitch. Right. But I the point is, I, if having done this before, one of the, one of the reasons I brought it up having sort of mastered the DVR thing and yeah. somehow watching like 145 games without actually watching 145 games or this year for the Islanders, for example, but it's baseball's different. Baseball's way easier to watch this way than hockey is. Um, oh yeah. I strongly recommend the one time for pitching the two times for hitting or vice versa. Right. Depending on that what you're sense. looking for on the night. Right. So if right. it's, you know, the Mets have, you know, a bunch of great pitchers. So like, like tomorrow night when Wheeler pitches, like I want to see Wheeler pitch. I haven't seen him in three years. I would probably go one time on Wheeler, two times on the offense. Okay. And also I can see the hit and I can stop it due to 30 seconds and get the hit. Right. The other thing that I like, I, I just, I really love listening to the guys in the booth. I know, so, I know. So That's there are times do. where I, so I, I'll watch it straight a lot too. Yeah. Like they were telling, I forget what they were talking about last night. Um, it might have been when they, when there was an in, the instant replay. The play at first yes. base, and yeah, they called yeah. him out. Yep. But then they went on a whole, they went on a whole riff about uh, instant replay and what they had yep. found out from the league office and like that I'm gonna watch that because I want to hear yep, it. It was great. And then, then Darling made the great quote about how the, the the rule had changed in 2015. They didn't tell anybody about it. And and they were like, so we'll have all the rule changes for you next year. <laughs> this year's rule changes will get to you next year. Um, yeah, no, I agree. How lucky are we? To have those three guys. I mean, just these for like I watched the whole game uh, yesterday. I watched the TVR, but I watched the whole game. I didn't do what well, I did. Because Degrom was pitching. Because Degrom was pitching, and also second night of the year, I'm alone. The boys went to bed. They watched the first four innings. Yeah. Um, then went they went to bed. Uh, I had the time. I just watched it. Um, right. I may have fast forwarded like an inning or two here, but I 99% of the game I watched. They're so good, Brian. They're they're incredible. I mean, I mean, it's, it's unbelievably entertaining that I feel badly fast forwarding. Right. Sometimes you just you you don't have the time. You have tonight to. was necessity, right? Like tonight was I needed to. Right. They're so good. They're unbelievable. So go back. I, I hijacked that a bit. I'm sorry. So go back no, to so your one. 
Right. So then, and then tonight I watched, I, I watched the beginning live. I was home in time to watch the beginning of it live. And right. then I had to, I had to stop and eat dinner. It was a rare night. Well, it was a rare night that the, that the wife, the old ball and chain was around that we could whoa, eat together. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I do not want any part of this. I do That's not, not a, I have no part of this. I meant that endearingly. No? <laughs> Steve Sampietro does not condone <laughs> the, the opinions expressed by Brian Calvi are not necessarily those of Steve Sampietro or the RTU staff. I just had to, I got to disclaimer that. I'm not getting yeah, Allison on my case. No, 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 no. It was good. So we got to, we got to eat dinner together. So I figured, oh, you nice. know what? Let me, let me, let me record it. Sure. And we'll go back to it. And then eat dinner. Then I had to go pick up and Emma from dance and come back. And uh, so I didn't get really, I didn't get back into it till nine o'clock, but I had watched the first three innings live. Okay. And then, and then was able to catch up. And then tonight was a quick game too. So it was easy to, to catch Very up on game. it. But here's another piece of this. That's tricky. The 162 pledge. Really tricky. Well, the, so, so the 162 pledges that I, my goal is to watch all 162 games. In and some fashion. The entire game. Right. I want to watch the entire game. Whether it be on fast forward or not. Right. Right. Either I'm going to be there, I'm going to watch it live on my couch, or I'm going to watch it on DVR after the fact. My goal is to watch every game, not just without like, a score. I'm going to try. Okay. It's hard, but I'm going to try. You, you're preaching to the choir, brother. You're licking yeah, the salt. Right. You're, uh, yeah, it's right. It's not a lick of salt over here. So the other hard part about that is when you record the game. So sure. It was at the end of the third inning I had it on TV and then I hit record so that it would record everything, which is what happens when you hit record. Sure, traditionally. And then I turn the TV off. Now, here's the tricky part. Here's where it gets tricky. You know where I'm going with this, right? I know what you're going to say. When you turn the TV back on, it's yes. still on the game live. Terrible job by you. And you have to, you have to quickly get it off the channel. Let me... Do you want me to tell you what to do? Please, because because what I do is I close my eyes and go, ah. Yeah, yes, yes, I've done, done that. I've done that a few times. You want me to tell you what to do? We both have DirecTV. We do. Not the same one. Right. Do you, right, you don't share a dish. Share 114 miles apart. Do you have favorite channels programmed in if you push up on the arrow? No. I'm sorry. What now? <laughs> I don't have. I I all my channel. I love all my channels equally. I don't have favorites. <laughs> I don't care for Joe. So, all right. So, what's a cha- what's HGTV? Do you know the number of HGTV? HDTV. HGTV, for example, or Food Network, or something that has no sports involved. Uh. Okay. Team Nick? 229, 230. Thank you. Team Nick, 297. <laughs> okay, thanks, Rain Man. So, whatever, whatever channel you, you can have there, okay? Like Team Nick, fine. I don't okay. have that mind, but yes. You're watching the game DVR, right? Right. 
Or are you watching it live, you're saying? I was watching it live, and now right. I hit record. But you're, but you're DVRing it, right? Right. So the, so the easiest thing to do is just to change the channel at that point and not have to worry about it later. But so let's, let's say I haven't done that. Well, what I'm saying is before, so before you move away from it, go to a different channel. Oh, yeah, that's the easy thing to do. But here's the thing, though. When you go into DVR, into your list, it will say resume. Yes, that's right. And you'll pick up right where you left off. See, yeah, you, have a, you, have a, you have a bigger problem here. You don't have the Mets set on season pass. No, because I don't, I, I don't know if I'm going to record it from time to time. No, no, you should just record every game. You have the room. I, can, can I explain to you? I don't have the room. I, I don't have the room. I've got 27 episodes of iCarly on my DVR right now. You should still have the room. I, I, can, I can assure you right now, I am at 2%. But all you do is, well, then get rid of some of the iCarlys. But all you do I is season... Be if I get rid of the iCarly, I got to get rid of the Thundermans, and then I got to get rid of Good Luck Charlie, and it's like it never ends, man. Listen, listen. You go season pass, and you set episode limits at five. So it's just going to record the week. That's all you need. You're going to watch it that night anyway. And then you delete them as you go. Because if you're, if you're already DVRing it, you can watch it live, right? Not worry about it. Change the channel when you leave, and then just go to the DVR. Which is the 21st century version of just go to the videotape. That's correct. Warner Wolf is somewhere. If Warner Wolf was around right now, and he's not dead, but if he was still broadcasting. <laughs> Are we sure he's not dead? No. You, you want to hear something? Of course. Not only, is Always. He, not, not only is he not dead, think back to the 1980s when we used to have our local newscasts and the sportscasters, yep. right? Right. Which is the only way you got sports. That's how you On got sports. On a nightly basis, right. That so and ESPN, if you had it. So who was Channel 2? Warner Wolf. Who was Channel 4? Len Berman. Warner Wolf and Len Berman are doing a radio show tomorrow on WOR tomorrow morning. <laughs> I can't take it. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Warner I Wolf. I have to Len- listen to it. That's amazing. Well, Len Berman does a show every morning with Todd right. Schnitt. Todd Schnitz, yeah. Berman and, and Schnitz in the morning or Schnitt or whatever. Schnitt. Schnitt. Not Schnitzker. Yeah. Nope, Schnitt. not Schnitzker. That's the manager of the Braves, as we've established. Right. So Warner Wolf is going to fill in for him. So I, th- I just thought that was kind of cool. Warner Wolf and Len Berman doing a show together. So you They've never done the, anything together before. You got the – really? This is amazing. <laughs> These guys are like icons. Who was Channel 7? Channel 7 was – Come on. Oh, man. Channel 7? Scott Clark? No. Before no, him. way before him. African-American guy, sweet afro. Oh, uh, uh, McFarlane. Uh, Spencer. Spencer Ross. No. Spencer Christian. Spencer Christian. Remember Spencer, Spencer Christian? Spencer Ross is not African-American. I apologize. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't apologize because he's not African-American. Yeah, I, no, I, no, I, no. I, I apologize for getting that wrong. <laughs> Spencer Christian, yes. But then Spencer Christian became a weatherman. Right. For Good Morning yep. America, which was weird. For Good Morning America, yep. And who was Channel 5? Bill Mazur. Bill Mazur and African-American. I did my internship with him at Fox, Sport, at Fox 5 Sports. Oh, boy. I should know that. Um, he was great. This is early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, early mid-90s. I did my internship in 1994. And he was Art the Rush anchor there. Jr. No. Great guy. Really great guy. He moved, I think he moved to L.A. He was really close with Mike Tyson, too. Really close. Dave Sid, not Dave get it. No. God, I don't know. Younger guy. Younger African-American guy. Yeah. I'm going to kick myself when you say it. Yep. Really Absolutely. great guy. Carl White. Carl White, of course. Yep. Yeah, Carl White. Really great guy. He was the 10 o'clock news for Fox 5 Sports. And who was Channel 9? And my producer, the producer was a guy named Lou Albanese. I'll never forget that. And I was, I I started as an intern uh, in the news department, and I really wanted to get into sports. Right. Um, And I got that internship because my dad, while he was on the job, he was on a job as a cop was talking to Bill O'Brien at the scene of, like, a crime. And Bill O'Brien was talking to my dad, and he liked my dad. And my dad said, hey, you know, my kid is, my son is actually, you know, a journalism, you know, radio and television journalism at Dayton. And he goes, oh, no way, you know, really? He said, he's actually looking for an internship. He said, give him my number. So Bill O'Brien got me in. You remember Bill O'Brien? Like, awesome mustache. Yeah, I remember him. Penny Crone was there. Um, right. And uh, uh, they got me, that got me in. And then I wanted desperately to get in the sports department. They weren't taking an intern. Right. But I, I went over to that department and I just knocked on the door and I said, I know you guys aren't taking an intern this summer, but can I just talk to you about it or whatever? And, uh, with you. and the Devils were in this, uh, the Stanley Cup that summer. The Devils won the Stanley Cup that summer. Okay. And um, uh, so this guy, Lou Albanese, was like, yeah, yeah, what do you want to, what are you doing? Come in, sit down, talk. And we started BSing about the Mets and the Yankees, and this was 94, so the Mets were awful. Um, uh, and we're talking about There was actually no baseball in 94. No, that's right. Or was it 94 or 95? I can't remember. Well, the not, Devils not won Jamaican, in 95, sorry. so, yeah. The 94 into 95 season. And no baseball. Until and April no of 95. Right. When did Mantle die? 95. August of 95. I was there because I cut all the footage together for Mantle. Right. For okay. the nightly news. So anyway, I went and sat down with this guy and just started talking sports. And he, he walked out of the office, went to the news division and said, I'm taking him. Lou Albany. And that's how I, yeah, Lou Albany. Wow. Two, two Italian guys were the producers. I can't remember the other guy's name. Anyway, um, good stuff. That was, a good, that was a great internship. All right, we should get to the fun load. Don't you sure. feel like? Yeah, we, we were done, right? How, I don't even know how we got on that. 
we were talking about Warner Wolf. <laughs> Let's go to the videotape. But oh, right, most right. importantly, we will check in from time to time. This will be a recurring segment uh, with the Cal All-162 Pledge. We will check yeah. in and see well, how I'll, you're doing. I'll provide updates. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, I think you can do this. I believe in you. It's very – it's it's – 159 more times I have to do this. It's very daunting. I, I listen. I'm here for you. I think I can. You gotta go season pass. You gotta go. I'm gonna try that. Just set it to three. You don't you, because you don't have to worry about recording the game. See, listen. You gotta get your head straight when you sit down to watch that game at night, and you're like, "All right, I can only get three innings live tonight." But things happen. Dance happens. Homework happens. Things happen. They, yes, you can't it does. be worried about it if you're DVRing the game. You got to go season pass. You got to. There's no chance you pull this off without it. No chance. That's wow. That's pretty serious. All right. Well, because things are going to come up. Cal, things are going to come up. Julia's going to have a, a, a big test, or Emma's going to think about joining a band, or, you know, something's going to happen. And you're going to be like, oh, I didn't give you all the game. Right. It's right. crazy. It's crazy, but you can't even possibly think about doing this without Season Pass. You can't. And it's one of the, like, two features that I like about DirecTV. What's it the other one? it up a lot of the time, in my case, because mine's on extra innings. Oh, Yeah. Yours will be easy because you just set it to SNY and away you go. What's the other thing that you like about DirecTV? Um, the remote is small. Your my, mine. Well, I have two old school remotes that are large, and okay. then my living room main remote is small. So I like this big. Oh yeah, no, the remote, the remote I have is 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 very big. Well, you've had DirecTV for fourteen years. That's true. I still have like, like the first remote. Yeah, your satellite dish has Ivy on it. Like you've, you've had it for a long time. Unwieldy. Um, you got to go season pass. There's no, there's no hope for you if you don't. You know, you'd think that as a loyal customer for 14 years, I would get something from them. <laughs> you would think. Nothing. Especially when they moved to AT and T. Like AT and T bought them. Oh, you know Nothing. what they? You know what they? They did call me recently, and they offered me. Three months free of their HD net programming. It's like a high definition yes. channel. Yeah, which then not... which at the end of the three months, it's great that it's free, but if you don't call them, then they're gonna start charging you. So thanks for being with us for fourteen years. We're gonna fool you into paying more money. <laughs> I think that's as good a time as any to bring in PJ. 